What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And if you're an entrepreneur or career person, you want to scale your business, you can cannot scale without stopping to evaluate to assess to reconsider uh did is i'm doing this now but some some people are doing things that worked for them before but it's actually counterproductive now but because they're locked into a certain rhythm then then they, they don't have an opportunity to, to assess and so what happens is when you stop it allows you watch this to be what's happening no cap. We AO about to get a play Pull up to the table. Let's go. You know, oftentimes we struggle with finding balance. And I think what I've learned is that most wealthy people, successful people, are actually able to balance their lives. And I think that some of us think that balance is put 50% over here, put 50% over here, or put 25 over here, 25 over there, 25 over there, 25 over there, and we have balance. And while that makes sense to the eye, does that make sense to us internally? Is that the most healthiest thing to do? Give our family 25%, give our uh, job 25%, give this 25%, give that 25%, give this one maybe 1%. We're going to talk about that today because today's guest, my friend, Pastor Torrey Roberts, aka at, also known as PT, is here to join us today. Um, who was the author of a new book that came out this week called Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well, forwarded by his amazing wife, my amazing sister uh, in Christ, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. I want you to get your friends. I want you to tell them right now, yo, you need to go watch this show. You need to get this because I promise you, this interview 
is going to challenge you and stretch you. All single people, get ready. <laughs> uh, this guy, every time he comes on to the show, every time him or his wife gets on my show, uh, they come for me in a good way, in a healthy way, but they come for me and they come for us and they just dropping jewels left and right. So get with uh, your, your friend, tell them, hey, check out today's show. But before we get to my friend, Pastor Torre, I wanna remind you two quick things. If you are not a subscriber to this channel, please join this amazing channel. We are dropping content every Monday and Wednesday, uh, and we have a goal to really help you grow this year and maximize this year of 2022 when it comes to the areas of your finances, uh, your spiritual walk, your mental health, um, and just really bettering yourself. So join us. Please hit that subscribe button, whether you're watching on YouTube or an and or podcast. Uh, and last but not least, I want to thank today's uh, sponsor of the show, Church Hill Mortgage. Church Hill Mortgage is the only mortgage company that I have ever worked with in my entire life. They have financed all of my homes. And I'm going to tell you why I rock with Church Hill and why you should rock with Church Hill today as well. You know why? One is because uh, they value relationships. And so they wanna put you into the best financial situation for you and yourself. And they understand, watch this, they understand the power of home ownership and how that can help us close the wealth gap. I'm gonna say that again. They understand the power of home ownership and how that can close the wealth gap. And so they have put some things into place to help you get into a home. No, you don't need a credit score. No, you don't have to have an open trade line because they have manual underwriters and they would love to get you into a home. Number two, they're going to give you a certified pre-approval. Certified simply means that their manual underwriter looked at your loan, looked at your application, looked at your income and said, you know what? This is cool. You're 95% there. Boom. Here's a sample of approval. Here's what you qualify for. Here's what we could do to put you into the best financial situation. Uh, for you and your family, go out there. Now that puts you in the market strong because now your buyers know this is a certified buyer. And not only just that, yo, listen, they're gonna give you a certified pre-approval to give to your seller. They're also gonna give you another letter telling your seller, look, we are so uh, uh, happy about this relationship and we know this is a great buyer that we're willing to put $5,000 on uh, on the table just to guarantee you that if something happens, if, if, if we have to back out of the loan for whatever reason, because of financial stuff, they're gonna give you the earnest money and that $5,000. So listen, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. That is anthonyoneal.com slash Churchill. Apply for uh, your next home mortgage with my friends over there at Churchill. Tell them that I sent you and they'll take real good care for you. And if you are a first time home buyer, listen, they got some great programs for you as well. But man, listen, I, I, I'm extremely, extremely excited because Pastor Torre is most widely known for being the founder of one of the most influential movements, faith empowerment movements in the world, one, formerly known as One Church LA. His modern and, 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 and his modern approach to faith has attracted thousands to his physical campus each week pre-COVID and has uh, really just attracted so many celebrities. I, I can't even name how many celebrities look to this man to be his mentor, look to him and his wife to be their mentor. And psh, listen, he has accomplished over a hundred million views to date online. He is the author of Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well. Let's get to today's show. 
So Pastor Torre, man, welcome back to the table, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming back. This is actually our second show recording this because last time um, I had a little technical difficulty on my mm-hmm. end. So mm-hmm. I you appreciate just, you coming back. You just missed me, man. Just tell me, <laughs> let your people know you just missed me. You wanted more time with me. That's that's fine. That's fine. Hey, man, here's the truth. I wanted more balance in my life. So I said, <laughs> you know, let me get some more Torre in my life so I can have some more balance. And I can, uh, you know, if I have more balance, maybe I can get me a wife. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> And we will go from there. But, man, I I really want to dive into, you know, this amazing book, Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well. Um, And and I think it's just so cool. Just give a little plug for my my sister uh, in Christ. Man, this is forwarded by your wife, my sister, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who um, is absolutely amazing. Um, And I had the privilege of watching you two work together on stage um, at Bishop Jakes uh, Leadership Conference. Mm -hmm. And man, y'all two are just amazing. Um, Wow. Thank you. We clearly see the fruit of your balance. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You are balancing well. But, you know, I I really want to... start here because I think a lot of people watching this show right now are juggling a lot. They're trying to be influencers. They're trying to be mom. They're trying to be dad. They're trying to be entrepreneur. They're trying to be a friend. Um, And, you know, you juggle a lot of hats from being a senior Mm -hmm. pastor of a very high end, uh, very influential, one of the strongest movements in the world uh, called One. You're a speaker, author, entrepreneur, husband, father, and so many more. I'm literally looking at my notes because I'm like, (laughs) who is this guy? He's a little bit of everything. Um, but at what point did you realize there was areas in your life that were more imbalanced and what was your own personal journey uh, to balance like? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I wonderful question. I, you know, you're right. I, I do have a lot going on and I have, you know, over, you know, a couple of decades built so many things and a lot of those things are still part of my life. So you don't really start with a lot going on. You start where you're at. But then if you are kind of a serial serial entrepreneur like me or you're just driven, you begin to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate uh, and, you know, you, you have success. So so at a, at a certain point, I think for me, it, it, it wasn't so much that I couldn't handle it all or manage it all. It was more that I couldn't bring my best to them all. Mm. And, and, and I think that that is the, I think that that's the misnomer about balance. Most people think that, you know, when they say, you know, I just need balance in my life. I need to find balance. They, they believe that that means that they need to figure out how to divvy themselves up. You you know, I've got a a relationship. I'm a, I'm a parent. I've got a career. Uh, I, I, maybe I work at the church or I, I work for nonprofit. I do nonprofit work. I've got all these things. I've got something that I want to do, my entrepreneurial pursuit. How do I divvy myself up so that I can manage all those things? And I think that that approach to balance will actually leave you frustrated because I don't believe that you're supposed to give a percentage of yourself to the things that matter the most. Ba- balance is not about dividing yourself up for your responsibilities. I can't give my wife 10% of me, my kids 10% of me, my staff 10% of me, my investors 10% of me. I can't do that. So what I have learned is that through the pain of me not being able to bring my best to those moments, what I've learned that balance is not about dividing yourself up. It's about learning how to become all of yourself, your whole self, and then giving your best self to those things. And so 
So, um, you know, I think I struggled like everybody else, but I realized that our approach to balance was not correct. Ooh. I'm sitting here writing down notes. And those of you all who are watching, if you don't have a pen, a paper, notepad out while, while watching this, you need to go back and watch this again and write down notes. You know, uh, PT, you said balance is about becoming all of yourself mm-hmm. and then giving all of yourself to that particular assignment. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know... From what I remember from from our first interview when we that that didn't get recorded because of uh, my craziness, <laughs> when did you realize you needed to write this book to help us out? Because when I hear you say balance is not about dividing yourself up, that's that's new, you know. Mm-hmm. Because it's like when you think of balance, it is about put fifty percent over here, put fifty percent over there, and balance out. But you're saying no, that's not it at all Mm-mm. when it comes to us as in humans. So when did you realize that we the world needed a book like this. Uh, it was 2018, and and it was that revelation because we we've heard we, we've heard time management. We've heard about work life balances. There are no shortage of books that that talk about disciplines. And listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but we've had all these books, we've had all these seminars, we've had all these conversations, and people are still saying I need balance in my life. So obviously, because think about it, Anthony, you ain't never heard nobody say, "Man, I'm so balanced." Man, I got this balance. You ain't, you've never ever heard one never. person say that. Even the people that you admire the most, you know. So it wasn't working. And, and, and this epiphany came to me and this revelation came to me. And so I started writing. I got the deal in 2018. I started writing uh, at the end of 2018, 2019. And what's crazy is this book was supposed to come out in October of 2020. But, but I kept pushing it back and I kept pushing it back because the pandemic hit and the world changed and the world shifted. And, and I had to evolve in my understanding of balance because balance today in 2022 is completely different than balance in February of 2020. And so, so I realized that uh, it's been an incredible journey writing this thing. Uh, I had to learn how to have equilibrium in any season, no matter what. And I think that this book couldn't have come out at a better time. It, it really couldn't have, because I think a lot of people are struggling in this area. Mm. You know, my tribe watching right now, 72% of them are single um, black women who are single mothers, who are not only single mothers, but they're single mothers who are in the career field, who are going to school, um, who are entrepreneurs. And one of the things that they're always asking me is, Anthony, how do I balance being a mom? How do I balance being an entrepreneur? How do I balance, you know, even in my dating life and being or being a good wife um, or a good friend uh, to someone who's struggling with that and and they're going to get this book? What are some things they could really focus on now, PT, when it comes to um, how to really be all in, but be Mm -hmm. all in mother, be all in entrepreneur? Because when I hear that. It, what I hear you saying is, okay, when, when you're with your kids, be all in mm-hmm. and don't worry about that. But am I off? Am, am I wrong? Am I a little bit on? What? How can we help people who are struggling in this area when it comes to kids, entrepreneurship, careers, and even in dating? Um, because I struggle in that, PT. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I love working, but it's hard for me to balance working and pursuing a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that there's there's a lot to that. But let's talk about the 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 single 
mom, or even if she's married and she has kids, yeah. let, let's 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 start there uh, because the desire there is to be an incredible mom while you're managing all these things. There's a chapter in the book called "There's No Team in I." Uh, mm-hmm. which obviously is a play on the popular phrase, there's no I in team. And the whole premise of that chapter is the power of self-prioritization. Now, many people struggle, especially people who are, you know, are, are apt to serve. They're, they're more, you know, they, they, they're help, they're benevolent. You know, um, I won't even, I won't say people pleasing. We'll get into that maybe later. But we have this, we have an issue with prioritizing ourselves because somewhere we have been programmed to believe that to be, uh, to prioritize ourselves is the same thing as being selfish. And Mm. that is actually not true. In fact, I have discovered that it's the opposite. If I want to be a good parent to my kids, what I'm going to have to do is watch this. Forget about them for a second. Come on, now, this is so counterintuitive. It's for me to take a moment, get a babysitter, do whatever I need to do, but pull back and get me together. You know, prioritize myself. Because if I don't prioritize myself, then I cannot be good for you. So here, here's the thing. So prioritizing me doesn't hurt you. Mm. Not prioritizing myself is what hurts you. Because if I am not the best me... I cannot present the best me to you and to help you. And so I used to think, and and I'll I'll tell you how this has worked in my life. So I used to think I was of the mentality, I need to divide my time up. So, you know, I need more balance in my life. And so tell you what, date night's going to be Thursday. I'm going to take my son to the basketball game on Saturday. You know, I'm going to take my daughter here. I'm going to spend this here. And I had it all laid out. Everybody was covered, right? The only problem is by the time I got to the second activity, to the second person, I was drained. I wasn't present. I, I had nothing to offer. And I might as well have been just, uh, you know, just a, a rock, <laughs> you know, sitting down. <laughs> so so it actually worked against me. And not only watch this, not only did it not benefit the person that I thought that I was doing a service to, but it didn't benefit me as well because I was I was spending energy. I mm. did not have under mm. this false idea of balance. And so what I did was I began to prioritize myself. You know what? I'm starting to get a little weary. I'm starting to get a little tired. Hey, daddy's husband, I'm getting ready to take a few days away. In the beginning, it was tough. Oh, daddy, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. I said, trust me, you, the version of me that you get when I walk back through this door is going to be worth the two or three days you allowed me to. And watch this. And I delivered on that. You know, see, here's another thing. When, when you break it down and you take care of yourself, see, a lot of people don't know how to be alone. They don't know how to take care of themselves. So they go and, and, and to the retreat or they take the time off, but they're on their phone. They're, they, they're calling people because sometimes they're afraid to be alone because when you're alone, like really alone, alone, you got to deal with some stuff. You got to answer some questions. You got to look yourself in the mirror. But I delivered. When I took that time away, I came back. I had energy. I had creativity Mm. for the kids. Right. Mm. I had look, I had romance. I had everything. Mm. I had strategy for my team. I had Mm. new creative entrepreneurial ideas. And so herein, I'm thinking that if I stop and prioritize myself, I'm going to lose when the reality of it is when I prioritize myself, I started winning in all areas 
series. I started doing all things well. And this is the false idea about balance we have to break. It is not divvying yourself up. It is prioritizing yourself so that you can become yourself and offer your best self to everything in your universe. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. <laughs> you know, you, you say that, and uh, Pastor Torrey, you are absolutely right, man. I last year I took the first trip by myself. Um, never been out, never been out of the country by mm. myself before, and that was probably the best trip I ever had for mm. me. Because I went and I said, yo, I'm not going to pull out my phone. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go and just spend three days just for myself. And you're right. It was hard because I was alone. But it was refreshing because I was alone. And I had the opportunity to dream, to look at myself, and to really think uh, for myself. But, I, you know, I, it's funny. Uh, my mom uh, my mom and I were talking. She was like, I don't know if I want your daddy to go out the country and just go away for three, four days by himself. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and what I hear you saying, you know, is it's good to do that, oh. even if you're married, because it's like now you get away, you spend some time with your spouse for sure, but mm -hmm. you you individually went away and came back recharged for your whole family. Uh, and you just gave us a whole mouthful, but I just I just got to ask that question because I know married people are watching this right now saying, but PT, you want me to leave my spouse? I, I get leaving my kids, but you're saying leave my spouses for a couple of days? What if what if that creates trust issues or mm -hmm. what if she thinks I'm doing something crazy if I tell her, no, I'm just going to get recharged? OK, so let me back up. I'm going to answer that question, but let me back up because I want to say something because you mentioned alone and that mm -hmm. you, you, you went away alone. When most people hear the word alone, there is a negative connotation to the negative stigma. For example, we go to a restaurant and we see somebody sitting in the corner by themselves all alone you know we, we feel sorry for them oh they couldn't get a date or i should go over there and be kind to them all this kind of stuff oh woe is them pity 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 right you know so so somehow the the concept of being alone somehow has become this negative deprived deprived uh, deficit type of thing where mm. that's not even what the word alone originally meant the, the, the word alone is derived from a phrase, a Latin phrase, the Latin phrase al ana. And mm. that Latin phrase al ana literally means all one, all one, all one. So, so we struggle with alone, but the reality of it is our alone time is what puts us in the environment to become whole, to become all one so that we are no longer divided and tossed to and fro so that we can have velocity so that we can write the vision and make it plain when we're no longer distracted. Right. So so there is a gift in being alone. If you get over the fear of self, many people have the fear of self, which mm -hmm. I talk about in the book, you know, yeah. if you get over that and really appreciate Alana becoming all oneself. So you talk about a relationship. You can't even do a relationship well until you become all oneself. You know, two halves don't make a whole. You know, you know that was wholeness, but but two halves don't make a whole. I'm trying. Look, I want a wife. I want a husband. I want a partner. I want a spouse. But I can't be alone. I don't <laughs> listen. If I was single 
And that was you saying, I, I look, can you date me? I don't want to be alone. I would run from you. I need to, let me tell you something. You better know how to be alone. You better know how to gather yourself. Come on. I need somebody. Let me tell you. Sarah didn't need me, and I did not need Sarah. Not on paper, on, not in our world, not in our universe. And I think it was because we were cool with being our honor alone, all ourselves, that we actually complimented each other. And so, so, so alone, alone is a good thing. Now, now you you pose a wonderful question. This is a situational question. You know, what do I do if my my spouse, my my boo thing, my my lover? Uh, uh, gives me a hard time, won't, won't let me go, uh, is struggling with me, with me going. Uh, here is the thing. This is not luxury. Taking care mm. of yourself, finding balance is not luxury. This is not like something that I, it'd be nice to do. No, no, no. I need this. I need this to be me. So to reject this is to reject me. You don't love me. You don't love me. You're thinking about you. You're thinking about you. So so if you love me, you're going to have to get over your trust issues. And that's a whole nother subject because because love and trust. Listen, let me tell you something. Love is a risk. If you ain't ready to take a risk, you ain't ready to love. <laughs> love is a risk. You, you put your heart out there. And listen, you you don't control nobody. You don't know what they do. You, you don't know. You, you, you can't control them. So you have to make a decision to trust. You're not with them 24 hours a day. Come and on, so, so so if you're going to be a lover, if you're truly going to be in a relationship, what comes with that is trust. And if you're not ready to trust, you're not ready to love. Life insurance is one of the best ways to protect what matters most and help you create generational wealth to pass on to your families. You see, but here's the thing. According to Lyra, 31% of black people believe that life insurance is only for final expenses. But in reality, life insurance can do so much more than just take care of your final expenses and medical bills. If you have children, it can help pay for their college. If you are a homeowner, it can help pay for the mortgage. The problem is life insurance used to be very confusing, expensive, and time-consuming, but not anymore. You see, my friends over at Ethos have it nailed down. You can get a free quote in seconds, apply in minutes, and even get same-day coverage like myself. You can do it all on your own time, completely online. Most people, like myself, it took me maybe 10 minutes to get a quote. But they also have a full-time staff of helpful experts available for any questions you may have. And check this out. They are non-commissioned, so they don't care what you buy. They just want to help you protect yourself and your family. Head over to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos for a free quote today. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Let's get to today's show. I mean, I'm trying to stick to, 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 to the questions and to the notes, but you... you no, let's flow, you just, man. <laughs> you just said something, <laughs> and it's and it's so funny because now you you, you, done, you, done, you, you done tapped into the singles, and the singles saying, wait, so he's saying that being single is a great thing, and I need Ooh. to maximize and take advantage of this single thing and I need to make sure that when I do find my wife, when my husband does meet me, I don't need, we don't need each other because we're alone. We desire each other because we are comfortable being all one. 
But now some seeing people saying, but no, but PT, I, I I don't like I don't like sleeping by myself. Like I'm tired of it. And I'm gonna keep it real with you, Pastor T Pastor Torre. Um, they're saying I don't want to be alone. I'm ready to, to to have sex. I'm ready to have that intimacy. But you're saying maximize. You're saying it's good to be you, you, alone. You said you you just said. See, see, this is the problem in thinking. You said, I don't like sleeping by myself. Switch that. You're not sleeping by yourself. You're sleeping with yourself. See, do, do, do you love you enough to be with you? So, so the, the, the notion, I, I'm sleeping alone. I'll honor. I'll honor. Listen, now I understand, you know, we, we are, are, are physical beings. We, it's natural to be sensual and, and all that. I, I understand that. But let me tell you something. That's worth the wait too, you know, Absolutely. because that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. Oh. And so, so, so it, it, be, it comes down to what's driving me and we have to become masters of ourselves. We have to become masters of our mind, of our heart and watch this of our souls to a certain degree. Now, here's what I mean about mastering our souls. In a book, I talk about the difference between self-awareness and soul awareness Mm. Some people are self-aware, and that is good. It's wonderful to be self-aware, but they are not soul-aware. And, and, and the difference between self-aware and soul-aware is this. Soul-aware is the deepest part of you. See, most people are only aware of self. They're only aware of kind of how they feel and what they want and maybe the thoughts that are in their head. And that's wonderful. You need, you need all that. To, to work through things in life. I get that. I'm not taking anything away from that. But there's another level. Your, 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 your soul is the deepest and most authentic version of you. Your soul does not lie. It mm. craves what it craves. It wants what it wants. It has a hunger. And, yeah. and, and it will lead you to balance, actually. Your soul was created in the context of balance and wants balance and knows what it takes to get to balance, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. a longing for the, there's a longing of the soul. And because we are not so aware, we interpret that longing, watch this, as sex, as somebody next to me in the bed, right? As, as a, a partner here. But what is the real longing of the soul? The real longing of the soul is our honor, baby. I want to be all one. I don't want to be divided. If I am living a life and, and, and I desire and, and, I, and somebody's saying, but yeah, you married, you got happily married. But I wasn't at first. And it was yeah. the way that I postured myself in my singlehood that I was able to to attract what was right for me. So 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 a lot of times if I'm not soul aware, uh, I, 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 I'm. I, I'm divided. I, I, what I was getting at was that I'll honor thing. So if I'm not all one, I'm divided. So, so yeah, there's part of me that knows that I need to be by myself and heal. But then there's another part of me that wants to, to find somebody and marry them. There's a part of me that knows that I need to be content by myself. But then there's another part that wants me to go out and can't be. So, so I'm, I'm not one. And so, so the pursuit, it's a beautiful thing to love yourself. You know, you, you know, I'm a man of God. You know, the scriptures talk about Jesus said, look, they asked him, what is the greatest commandments? Right. And so for me, the commandment is what how do I align myself with blessing? A commandment is to uh, is, is the alignment for the highest blessing. That's what a commandment is. When God speaks yeah. a word to you, he's telling you how to get into alignment for the highest blessing. Right. So what is the greatest commandment? They asked Jesus. And Jesus says, oh, you want to be in alignment 
to experience the highest blessing? No problem. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. In other words, your vertical relationship, your relationship with God is where it all starts because God affirms you in who you are. God, you experience the richness of God's love. The richness of God's love drives out all fear. You, 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 you not walking around insecure and all that kind of stuff. Not when you have a real relationship with God, you know who you are. You are as bold as a lion. You can stand up to anything. And quite frankly, when you tap into that, you don't need nothing else. But he said, but that's the first level. That's the first level. He said, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, then he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, people think that the sequence is God, neighbor, self. It is not. It is God, self, neighbor. Because he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the benchmark for how I love my neighbor is mm -hmm. predicated by how wonderfully I love myself. Hallelujah. And so there are people, there are people who don't love themselves. And if they're honest, that's why they want somebody else because they don't love them. They don't <laughs> love themselves enough to get to know themselves, get to know you, date you. Yes, sir. Date yes, you sir. for a minute. And that's where Sarah and I were. When we met, I was good. I had a song. I had a tour. This song, Tori Kelly wrote a song back in the day called Dear No One, you know, and she was basically talking about, I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> I, it was a dope song. If you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. I was there. You know, I, I had shut dating down and it wasn't like I didn't have opportunities because they were knocking. It is what it is. It is, it what, is, it is what it is. Right. But I shut all of it down and I said, you know what? I'm going to focus on my purpose. I'm going to focus on my wholeness. I'm going to focus on my healing because I had a little, few little relationships that were stupid and I knew that they were stupid, but it was feeding. Watch this. A hunger of my soul or trying to feed a mm. hunger of my soul and got me in more trouble, got me in more mm. confusion, got me in more mm. dis. No, 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 no. I got myself together. I was good all by myself. I begin to enjoy being all one. I begin to enjoy not having to share an opinion. Come on, somebody. I mean, see, see, it's funny. Single people want to be married. Sometimes married people want to be single. Not all the time, you know, yeah. because because the grass is greener no matter where you sit. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. so so all one. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going on and on. But I need to get soul aware so that I can really get to what I really need. My soul will lead me to balance. And once I'm balanced, when I lift my eyes, everything that is for me will come to me. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's, that's PT, short for Pastor Torrey. <laughs> when you get someone of his caliber on the show, you just let him talk because mm. this is nothing but wisdom and knowledge uh, coming out of this man's mouth. And this is why we don't talk every day, every week, but when I do call him, he, he picks up. And I would definitely say, the man practices what he preach. I think sometime last year I called him, he didn't pick up, I text him, he didn't respond. And then about a week later, he was like, hey, AO, I was out of town, resting. Mm -hmm. So he took his time, <laughs> said Anthony will have to wait. <laughs> I don't even think he even saw the text. He probably didn't see the text until he got back. But the man is practicing what he's preaching, and he's the author of Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well. Um, and this book, 
is absolutely amazing. I had a, a, the opportunity to read the advanced reading copy, and I'm telling you guys, it, it is a great book. I already have um, some highlighted points in here that I'm actually going back and I'm studying and read. This book came out this week, and we're going to drop the link uh, to where you can go get it uh, and purchase your copy. I highly recommend that you get it um, and get your notepad out. Don't just read it. Read it. Write it. Study it. Put it inside of your soul because this book is going to tremendously bless you. Um, and I'm pretty sure you already know that because he just blessed us, especially us single people. Uh, he just made all of us look at alone totally different. And um, I, I'm, 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 I'm challenged as a single man who is who, who desires a wife. But you know what? Uh, I, I need to continue being all one. And I, I, I know I'll be a great husband, but boy, 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 boy. See, this is why I don't like bringing you or Pastor Sarah on my show, man, because y'all just be just coming for me. I'm like, listen, I was just trying to have a conversation. Y'all don't have to make me feel all like, oh, man. <laughs> At least you, you don't good. call me out. You do you know good. What I'm you, give me, you give me love. Your wife be like, oh, Anthony, let's talk. <laughs> No oh, mercy. No, no, no mercy. <laughs> it goes for none, man. But you know what? You gave us all this, this, this great stuff, you know, and your book is giving us tools on how we can, can consistently operate at the highest version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but for our, for, for my tribe, I was wondering, what are some, some practical tips uh, that we can put into place so we can truly position ourselves to do things mm -hmm. well? You know, you talked about taking some time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. What are some other things we can put into place to make sure that we are um, really positioning ourselves to do things well when it comes to balance in life? For sure. Uh, put no at the center of your vocabulary. Put put the word no at the center of your vocabulary. Um, no, there's a chapter in the book called The Power of No, which could be one of the most powerful chapters in the book. Yes. It speaks to the fact that your yes is expensive. The, the, the reason why no is important and really getting comfortable with no. Most people don't, they don't like to say no. And the reason why they don't like to say no is because they're into instant gratification. What I mean by that? It, to say yes, you get the instant gratification of pleasing the requester, pleasing the person, pleasing the friend, pleasing whoever. You know, sometimes you get, even in a business deal, you get talked into something that you wanted to say no to because of the aggressive nature of the salesperson, right? And so, so, so no, so we, we have to get good at no. And again, the reason why we have to get good at no is because my yes is expensive. And here's what I mean. Yeah. When I say yes, Anthony, to something, I just committed my time, my energy, my effort, and my availability. That's expensive. I am a limited resource. So I can't just be out there slanging yeses. Just, 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 I want you to envision the next time you say yes, I want you to envision you just slinging a hundred dollar bills when you do it. Just, just, just you getting, a, you empty your catalog, bucket full of hundred dollars. And every time you say yes, just see that. No, 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 no. Value your yes because yeah. you're going to need it. The last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do is have Something that you prayed for show up. Something that you went to school for show up. Something that you invested time, energy, maybe even resources 
to position yourself for show up and you have to tell it no because you said yes to something lesser in the past. No, no, I, I, I take it seriously. Uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, maybe it's I don't know. Listen, no is I, I believe a no, but sometimes it's I don't know. And, and let me tell you something. I don't know is a no until it is converted into a yes. So I think that that's important. You're going to have to learn to say no to things, you know, because oftentimes many people are weary. They're, they're, uh, they're burnt out. They're out of balance because they said yes too much <laughs> and then got the nerve to be mad at the people who they allowed to encroach upon their own boundaries or didn't have boundaries now I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? I you could have said no. You mad at me because I I asked you to do something that you should have said no to, and you did it anyway, and and snared yourself and missed an opportunity, and you're all burnt out, and you're all stressed out, and you missed something, and you could have told me no. Now here's another thing: if you have a friend that you can't tell no, you don't have a friend. Now, now wait a minute, PT. You just upset somebody. Come on. Come, I mean, come on. I mean, are you trying to tell me? Because I've told my friends no. Like, hey, man, I can't do that. Hey, man, let me get you on your show and promote this. I'm sorry. It doesn't align with what I'm doing. No. Oh, man, you're arrogant. You're stuck up. You're <laughs> selfish. Ooh, like, what do you mean? You're I thought selfish. you was my boy. Mm, and I'm you're like, selfish, huh? <laughs> <laughs> look at that. See, look how crazy people are. Look how crazy people are. You're trying to protect your time, your energy, your vision, and you say no. And then the narcissist flips it around on you and says, yourself, what do you mean I'm saying? <laughs> what? I'm selfish? You're trying to get me to violate my principles, my boundaries, my vision, what I'm trying to build, and I'm selfish? See, and here is the thing. The reason why you, gotta put, you have to put a no out there every once in a while is to qualify the relationship. Ooh. Just to qualify the relationship. If, if, if you're done with me because I chose me, you weren't worthy of me. You weren't worthy of me. If you're done with me because I chose me, you're not worthy of me. Thank you for letting me know because you were taking a space that something or someone that was worthy of me should be in. Mm-mm. I love no. And let me say something else, because we, you know, we the loyalty, loyalty is a big word. Let me tell you something, Anthony. I love loyalty. Loyal. I, I am fiercely loyal, like fiercely, like, like fiercely. And people say I'm loyal to a fault. I'm actually not loyal to a fault mm. be, because loyalty, watch this, loyalty should never make you wrong. Mm. Come on. I'm not loyal to a fault. So here, here is the, the fault that they're talking about loyalty to a fault is when here, here is where my boundary, here is where my limit of loyalty stops. I am completely radically loyal to you until being loyal to you means be being disloyal to me. That is no longer loyalty that now we have reached the borders and the boundaries of loyalty, you, you yeah. know, and, 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 yeah. and, and, and I don't want a friend who would hold me to their idea of loyalty at the expense of me being disloyal to myself. See, and how do you know you're being disloyal to yourself when you start feeling out of balance and out of sync with 
yourself or is it just are, are there certain things that you you have in place like your morals values etc it's both. You know, it, it is, we have to have limits. We have to have boundaries. I, I believe, you know, I talk about this in the book, like e every day I meditate in the morning to remind myself of who I am, yeah. wh where I'm going, yeah. what season I'm in, and what word is governing my life. So every single day I am reestablishing myself in a direction, in a vision, and in a mandate. So I am a acutely aware of what is for me and what is not for me. I'm acutely aware of what looks like it's supposed to be in my life and what is not. And so when something is brought to me that requires my energy, my effort, myself, and it does not fit within the parameters, the predefined parameters of my vision, then I cannot say yes to it because in doing so, even though it would be good for you, it would be bad for me, yeah. you, you know, and, and maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not now that that yeah. works too, but even not now is no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so is, <laughs> you know, you're teaching us nicer ways to say no, you, you, you say yes. no is the word, but if you want to be a little bit kind of not now, Maybe next time or nah, maybe next time I wouldn't do that because then you're, you're inviting them back when you know you really want to say no. <laughs> we may as well just say no. I, and, and I say that because you know how many times I've said yes uh, to certain opportunities, to certain things. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I said yes, the very next day, I'm like, mm -hmm. why did I say yes? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm at this particular event. I'm doing this particular thing for, you know, a friend. And I'm sitting here like, man, I could have been at home. Mm -hmm. I could have been building my vision. I could have been spending time with my father, my family, my nieces, my nephews. And you're right. My, my yes are expensive. Yes. And it's like, man, I could have been doing something else that is more valuable to me than doing this. And sometimes I've I've left the event feeling like just feeling ashamed that I even did it because mm -hmm. I'm like I should have said no. Um, you, you, you know, oh, in them, go ahead, go ahead. You, you know those cars, Anthony. Uh, now, if it's not an electric car, uh, they most of them now are built with this setting where you come to a stoplight and the car shuts off yep. automatically. And yep. if you wanted to, and you have the option of turning that off, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get what you're going, but the default setting <laughs> is off. Is off. I, I think in order to protect your yes, Woo! your default setting has to be no. It has to be no. I don't, and, and I don't, and I'm not saying that to say don't be thoughtful when something is brought your way, but yeah. you have to be so protective. Oh, you got to be so protective over your yes. That they almost have to pry it out of your hands. Right, wait, wait, right. what, what, what is it you're asking for again? What, what is it? Hmm. Pray all that kind of stuff because once I, once I release my yes, I cannot get it back. Mm, and I, okay. and I, and I'm gonna need it for my future. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need it for my future, and so, so I, th I think that is one of the most powerful chapters in the book. It is, and I'm gonna answer this question because I think there are a lot of people watching right now. Sam, PT, you are right. I said yes to something. You said it's hard to get my yes back, but I do not want to do it anymore. And I still have time to be like, to, 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 to change that yes. But how do I change that yes the right way to where it doesn't damage the relationship? It doesn't make me look weird. Is there even a way to do that? Like, uh, if you go back and you change mm -hmm. your word, you could possibly lose that relationship, right? 
Yeah, but but to answer your question is uh, yes, because you could have said yes and right. then later realized that it was a mistake. You can come back and do it. You said, how do you do it? You do it two, with, with two attributes, okay. uh, ap- apologetically and definitively. Ooh. Apologetically, okay. hey, I'm, okay. I'm really sorry. I had to do this recently. I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, I realized that me pulling out, you know, somewhat at the last minute, might cause you, you know, an issue. I, I, I'm ter- I feel horrible about it. I feel ter- <laughs> no, no, for real. You laughing up for real. I feel, you know, I feel terrible. <laughs> you funny. Stop. He, he, he doesn't feel horrible. <laughs> I mean, no, I do because because I want. I do. I do feel bad about it, but not bad enough to do it anyway. You know, but but. Uh, <laughs> But you got to apologetically. Look, I, I feel terrible about this and I am going to w- whatever I have in my wheelhouse to support you, not me, but to support <laughs> you in this moment. I am going to do, but I cannot do it. So and the reason why mm-hmm. I said apologetically and definitively is because yeah, people yeah. will try to talk you out of and, your no. Yeah. You know, and and let me tell you something. Your no is not subject to the acceptance of the person that's on the other side of it. Okay, your 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 no is not a negotiation. Your no does not is not a partnership. It doesn't require the endorsement of another party. Your no is your no. You know, and, and so so, but but be graceful, be apologetic, be honoring, but be definitive. Be definitive. I I, I am I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And practice, you practicing for something. I see, I, you practicing for something. I'm so, I'm so sorry. And this hurts me that I have to. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. But I can't do it. I yeah. don't know how to see that. I just, I, I just be like, hey, man, I can no longer do the event. I'm, I'm so sorry. All right. I can no longer do it. That's good. I gotta That's practice. good. I got to practice like you. You know, you, you, you're you the seasoning. You're, you're seasoning. You're seasoning. I'm gonna practice that tonight, honestly, because I need to. I need. I need to go back and say mm-hmm. no to certain people. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus, I should have said no to certain dates, but that's another conversation uh, down the road. <laughs> that's another conversation. Um, you know, as we're coming to a close, uh, PT, because I definitely want to respect your time, and you guys, you have to get this book balance. Um, uh, PT has put, and I say PT, you guys, because I mean most people who know him and follow him call him. That's short for Pastor Torre. You probably saying, "Who is PT?" It's, it's Pastor Torre. <laughs> all right. Um, and so um, I, I really do want to encourage you all to get this book. And I would say, get two, get two mm. copies. Get get one copy for yourself and gift this. Especially, ooh, here we go. Single people, if you're dating someone, mm-hmm. get this book and get it for the person who you're dating. Mm-hmm. And y'all read this thing together. One of the things that I'm really focusing on, you know, when I do settle down is me and my significant other, the person who I'm dating, we will read together. We will grow together. I don't have no more specific goals. I have growth measurements. How am I growing? How are we growing? And as we're continuing to grow, we'll accomplish everything else. And getting on the same page when it comes to balance um, is is a great, great, great start Uh to a great relationship. Because Uh you baby see, is this is for you or if it's not for you? in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So get a copy of this book. But PT, there are some people listening to this interview who desperately uh, want to achieve balance in every, every, every aspect, every area um, mm-hmm. of their life. But many feel 
that it is unattainable mm-hmm. um, due to their external goals, like upbringing, their environments, financial constraints, the, their family, uh, their mm-hmm. jobs. Um, but they're saying, I hear you mm-hmm. say, no, give me some quality time. But it's hard. I'm a single mom. I, I can't I can't just get away for two, mm-hmm. three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, what encouragement can you give those who are listening today and saying, I want what you are saying, but I don't think I could do that. I would ask them to pray to their God mm. for faith to stop. Ooh. Because w- w- the, 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 that mentality, which I understand entirely, says what I've got, the train is moving and if it's on these tracks and I cannot control it, it's just going, it's going to go where it's going to go. I wish I can do this, but I've got to keep my life moving. And that is a mistake because in order to achieve balance, you must stop. So it's not, people ask, what's the first step to balance? The first step to balance is not a step. It's to stop. It literally is no step at all. It's to stop. And, and, and that's the hardest thing for people to do. It takes more faith to stop than it does to go forward and do great things. Because the idea is, if I stop, I'll lose money. Uh, I'll lose relationships. I'll lose opportunity. When the reality of it is, if you're not balanced, you're losing money. Your relationships are struggling and you're missing opportunities because you life has you by the horns instead of you having life by the horns. And so and, and you can't even let me tell you something. And if you're an entrepreneur or career person, you want to scale your business. You cannot scale without stopping to evaluate, to assess, to reconsider. Uh, did is I'm doing this now, but some some people are doing things that worked for them before. But it's actually counterproductive now, but because they're locked into a certain rhythm, then then they they don't have an opportunity to to assess. And so what happens is when you stop, it Mm. allows you, watch this, to be aware. Your 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 train is on the tracks, it's moving. You don't even you can't even you don't even see what what terrain you're passing. Mm. You, You you don't even know where you're going. So I have to stop. So so you have to pray to God however you get your strength. You stop and you say, I need the faith to stop because if I don't stop, I can't scale. If I don't stop, I can't win. If I don't stop, I will never find balance. And if I never find balance, I will never be able to give my best self to the things that I say matter the most to me. One thing I've learned, <clears throat> I learned in seminary school when the preacher is preaching, done preaching, don't come behind him and preach anymore. I don't need to say <laughs> nothing else after that. <laughs> yup, PT, man, this, I, I, am, I am extremely happy um, uh, for you and I'm, I'm grateful for you, your ministry, your assignment, and you accepting that. And, and, and I, I've, I've known you now for, for about three years, three, four years, and mm-hmm. just to... Every time I talk to you, you challenge me. You encourage me, you challenge me, you give me wisdom. And, and I wanted my family, my tribe to get a piece of that again. Cause last time you came on, you killed it. Uh, this time you came on, you killed it. And you got me thinking like, dang, all one, Anthony. You gotta be mm-hmm. all one. And, and, and it sounds so, it sounds so easy. And, and it really is. You just gotta be comfortable with you. 
Yeah. And uh, that that's 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 doable, man. That that is doable. Uh, one thing before you go, tell my sister uh, we need a uh, a a Pastor Torre and Pastor Sarah doing a woman and man evolve, so we can talk about balance. <laughs> we can talk about evolving. We can talk about all that. Uh, and so please pass the message on to my sister because uh, I'm like, man, uh, we need we need this information. And mm. I think if men specifically can get this balance. We can evolve a lot better. But anything you want to leave uh, my my tribe with before we head out, sir? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I, I enjoy being with you. My, my passion and my vision for anyone who is listening mm-hmm. is for you to have zero tolerance for a life of imbalance. That's my prayer. And, and, and in the book, I show you how to do that. So get the book, ladies and gentlemen. Get the book. It's called Balance, Positioning Yourself to Do All Things Well. We will drop the link in today's show notes um, and uh, support him. But really supporting him, you're supporting yourself even more. Mm-hmm. And so, Absolutely. Pastor Torre, thank you so much. We'll drop all of his information, his church information, his IG website, all that in the show notes. Because once you get the book, you're going to want to watch his sermons. I watch his sermons every Sunday. After I watch my pastor, Pastor Stephen Chandler here at Union Church, I go watch Torre or Pastor Sarah, whichever one is teaching. Because the one movement, that's a movement. It's not just a church, it's a movement. So check them out, you guys. Love y'all. See y'all on the next show.